You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, Villa fans, and welcome to Further Love of Paul McGrath podcast. Back again with another podcast today. I just uh, just seem to love doing podcasts today, whatever it is. And today I want to talk about somebody who's been linked in the past, but seems to have been relinked again over the weekend. And that is Pedro Gonzalez from uh, Sporting Lisbon, Sporting Club de Portugal. I was told not to call them Sporting Lisbon, that you can call them Sporting Club, you can call them Sporting, or you can call them Sporting Club de Portugal. And what did I do? I just called them Sporting. I called them the name that they were not, you're not supposed to call them. Apparently, you're not supposed to call them that. Apparently, it's not the done thing in Portugal. And as I'm on my buzz at the moment of trying to pronounce people's names correctly, but we're doing these sporting, uh, are doing these, um, these scouting podcasts, uh, hence why I tried to pronounce his name, Pedro Gonzalez is how I think you're supposed to pronounce it in Portuguese. If anybody wants to rate my Portuguese pronunciation, I would absolutely love it. Do so, please, in the comments. Um, and he does, as we know, play for Sporting Club de Portugal, um, and not the name that I mentioned just there a moment ago. I had one job. I had one job, and it was not to name. It was not to call him that name that I called him, just because somebody asked me to do it. Um, but yeah, it's a really, really interesting, um, interesting player, 24 years of age, uh, literally did the rounds as a youth career um, with Braga, Valencia, um, Wolves, rocked up at Wolves in 2017-2018 season um, as, a, with, as, a, as a youth player, then broke into their, um, into their senior squad but never actually made a league appearance in 2018-2019 and then was sold to, fa- to Family Cow, I think is how you pronounce it. Once again, I'm expecting bad marks for that one. Um, in 2019-2020, uh, 
fair, he went on to play 33 games, scoring five goals. And then, as Sporting Club de Portugal um, were uh, relieved of the services of a certain Bruno Fernandes, um, they replaced him with Pedro Gonçalves. And he's come into that club and absolutely blown away expectations. Absolutely blown away expectations so far in, in his career so far as uh, as a sporting player playing in that kind of left central midfield role, left wing forward role, I suppose you'd kind of call it attacking central midfielder on the left-hand side role. He's played 114 games for a sporting club to Portugal and he scored 54 goals, which I think in anybody's book is a really, really good return. Uh, for somebody who's so young, his first first season that he came into the club, scored 23 goals in that first season. Second season, he had 15 goals, which was uh, a reduction. But he also had 14 assists in his second season. And so far this season, played 36 games, scored 16 goals. So he's somebody that they trust with a high work rate, somebody that they trust with the ball to to create opportunities and also to take opportunities himself he is he is a real big contributor to sporting uh, club de portugal's team and somebody that will um continue to contribute through the rest of the season and if aston villa are interested in him we should all be interested in that because he's a really really good player um Opportunities for Portugal have been few and far between. He's had uh, two opportunities, had two games, should I say, for Portugal, both of them coming in the 2021 season um, uh, where he's two caps. But the the guy, his performances at club level have just been absolutely fantastic so far in the league and us. And uh, it's something that, uh, you know, he's he's really, really getting into getting into the swing of things, playing in that attacking midfielder role. And he's really rebuilt his career since leaving for uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers. And and to be honest with you, he was only 20, I think it was, when he left, uh, maybe 19, 20, when he left Wolves. Just didn't really settle at that period, at that, at that time, it seems. Then he moved back to Portugal and he's been absolutely knocking out of the pack. So he's used to, and he, he's familiar with, with, uh, with uh, English football. He's familiar with the area from... Um, uh, having been at Wolves previously. So if Aston Villa are interested in this guy, it's going to be something that I said we should all be interested in as well. I am going to state this is one of the most highly coveted players in, in, in Europe. Some people have asked and um, maybe posed the question as to why he didn't move in last summer's transfer window. I think it's really a case whereby um, Ruben Almerim, who's somebody who... Um, who we were linked with prior to Unai Emery coming in here as well. He really believes in him. And I think the two the two of them feel that they owe each other an awful lot, considering that their upticks in form have been really, have been closely linked together. And uh, I think they feel they owe each other that, that time. And that uh, um, Gonzalez knew that he had to grow as a player. And uh, he's found a fantastic coach, a fantastic mentor, and also a fantastic system to get him to grow into the, the player that we're seeing now because he has been quite, quite uh, outstanding for uh, Sporting Club de Portugal as well. Um, as is always the case, I have some slides. So I'm just going to share up some slides here. Uh, as I mentioned there, Pedro Gonzalez um, from Sporting Club. Um, so I wanted to take a look at him in two separate positions. I know I've said he's a central midfield and a central attacking midfielder. And yes, he is a central player, but you will see him drift out to the left side an awful lot. Um, he's got a nickname, and it's, I think you how you pronounce it is Pote, P-O-T-E, or sometimes he's called Potinho as well. Sometimes the his nickname uh, divulges into that as well. 
what you're going to notice with somebody is, first of all, look, just look at his radiograph there, and you can see it's, it's outstanding in an attacking sense. Uh, we'll get on to that in a moment. But this guy is absolutely brilliant at finding space. Um, when Sporting Club were, it's like as if when they were looking for Bruno Fernandes replacement, they found almost a like-for-like replacement, except this guy isn't as, you know, mouthy on the field, so it seems. Um, and he's actually contributing with, with, with the goals in the same way that Bruno Fernandes was. He, he's super adept at finding space. He's really good at, at shifting his position and therefore shifting the point of attack for this sporting team. He favours the left-hand side, but you'll often find him uh, in a kind of a positionless play. He will move centrally a small bit. He's he's very good at knowing where his own teammates are around him, having that spatial awareness, and knowing that, okay, my full-back is, 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 is right up beside me. I don't need to be here too. How's about I bamboozle people here? I move inside. I drag players around the place. He's got unbelievably good spatial awareness, especially when he drops back in between the two the two lines of midfield and uh, and defence. If you're building from the back with somebody like Pedro Gonzalez, if you're building from the back, he can drop into those places, pull a player out of position, maybe pull a centre-half a bit wider than he's supposed to go because he's he's dragged a, a full-back infield slightly. It, it's something that he's really adept at, and I completely understand that when you're playing in the Portuguese league, it's not going to be at the same level as the Premier League. But you see this guy do it in European football as well, and he's very adept at it. And you know, it's it's a skill that needs to be learned, and it's a skill that's very well, um, very well executed by Pedro Gonzalez as well. He's for port for for uh, Sporting, he is crucial with regards to ball progression, and that's really due to his movement. And also his dribbling, really adept at the ball at his feet. Very, very good at, with, with, with the ball at his feet. Um, he's a smart passer of the ball. He's a really good crosser of the ball as well, which he's, he doesn't have to cross the ball, if you know what I mean. He's not one of those wide players skin you and cross the ball in, but he can do it when he gets out there, and he's really, he's really adept at it. And, 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 I'm, and, and when you see him traveling with the ball, dribbling with the ball, he loves to drive and attack in a diagonal fashion. So if he starts off on the left-hand side, he's going to drive diagonally and he's going to pull players out of position. He's confident with the body he's feet, really composed. I'm loath to make this, not even a comparison, but if people want to think slightly, I'm not going to say he's a carbon copy of this, but people want to think slightly about how he could come into this Aston Villa team and play. If you want to think of Jack Grealish, the first year that we were back in the Premier League, very, very composed, very adept mover of the ball, carried the ball out of trouble, something that we've lacked since he's left the team. Uh, loved to run diagonally, loved to attack the box, could get down the line and cross one and if he needed to, and came up with goals. Obviously, this guy's come up with more goals and uh, th than Jack Grealish, albeit in a different league. And I'm not saying that they are like-for-like -like players, but if you want to think about how Grealish kind of played on that left-hand side as well, uh, predominantly, that's kind of where you're going to see this guy. He can play in the centre as well. He's not tight cast to play out there. He can play in the centre as well if he needs to, but he's going to be more of that roving playmaker if he does play inside that. Um, I kind of almost wish I didn't make that comparison now, but I think it's adept. I think it is adept in how um, you'll see him change the pace of attack. He'll get the ball. He'll be composed. He'll stand people up, and then he'll drive, and he'll make that change of pace, which can completely 
move the whole defense maybe three feet to the to the right or maybe pull pull two center halves apart because if he comes back in center halves are looking to know where, where, where's the space where's the overlapping uh fullback where is this driving run that's going to come past him maybe where he's going to be able to lay a lovely ball through or is he going to shoot himself do i need to engage him do i need to get out to him he's got an all-round arsenal of skills as you can see here on this uh, radiograph that we have here in front of him i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. In front of us, should I say. Um, defensively as well, and I don't have any real defensive statistics up there, but I want to say defensively, he helps the cause in the same way as as, as Grealish would help the cause for Aston Villa because he's so composed on the ball. He gives the defence time to settle down. It's not it, like he's not helter-skelter. Um, he, he holds on to the ball really well. He's got a real low centre of gravity. You think of that low centre of gravity player who's difficult to dispossess, good with his feet, and they can carry the ball out of trouble. That's kind of the type of player that he is, and you're going to see it. Another great thing with, uh, about Pedro Gonzalez is that he has a very, very good ability to recover the possession in advanced areas. That's what I think he's big. The biggest feature that makes him like a Bruno Fernandes is he's able to recover the ball high up, and he's able to flick, flick a switch and turn defence into attack. Specifically, kind of like Bruno Fernandes was when he first came into the league. And once again, these are two comparisons that I'm loath to make because one feels like it's stereotypical because he's Portuguese, and the other one feels it's stereotypical because he would be coming into play on that left hand side for Aston Villa, where Jack Grealish is vacated two years ago. So I know that it's going to be a pretty stereotypical um, comparison to make here, but he has got these abilities. So it's important to mention them and kind of give people kind of a thinking point about where maybe you might see something similar to before. He is not a carbon copy of these players. He never will be. He's a, he's a player in his own right, and he's somebody that uh, is very exciting. Very, very, very exciting. And when we look at his, at his numbers here, I've put him up against Coutinho, I've put him up against Buendia and Bailey. Here, we can see that he far outnumbers the amount of shots taken per 90. His shot on target rate is a lot better than the than the incumbent players. His shot creating actions are right up there, just under uh just four over 4.5 shot creating actions per game. His goal creating actions are way up there, over six uh goal creating actions um in, in, in a game as well. Gets dispossessed a bit, but you'd expect that from a workhorse of a player, a person that that's that's willing to drive the team forward. He gets possessed less than two times per, per game as well. Um, dribbles at a very, very decent rate as well. Pass, pass uh, completion rate, it comes in at 77%. Could it be better? It absolutely could. But the reason that I think that, that, is very, that that's okay is because this guy brings you so much more with regards to what he does in that attacking third. His defensive ability is really good too. And 
You know, he's going to be somebody who's going to cr- going to pop up with goals. We need to start diversifying where our goals come from, and we need to continue to diversify where our goals from. I suppose, um, you know, because we don't have that. Ollie Watkins obviously being on the scoring streak that he's on at this moment in time, which is the 6th of March 2023, that may not always happen, and we need to diversify our scoring threats as well. So this is how he stacks up against these players, and we can see there in our radial graph, he would immediately come in here and be the most creative player that we would have within the team, which is something we're all looking for. Now, to look at him here with regards to a um, essential, <laughs> essential midfielder, this is why I don't think don't think Jack uh, the the more central uh, midfielders. I've put a John McGinn in here. I've put a Jacob Ramsey in here. I've put a Douglas Louise in here because these are guys who are they're trusted with doing something similar. Like with regards to Jacob Ramsey is going to be trusted with carrying the ball forward. John McGinn is going to be trusted with carrying the ball forward. But they're also kind of trusted with more of the donkey work, as in you got to recover the ball more, you got to tackle the ball more, and that's why this is so skewed. This back, I completely understand. I don't have people like Bubakar Kamara in here or anything like that. I understand that John McGinn is playing on the right hand side of a midfield at the moment. I understand that Jacob Ramsey is playing on the left hand side of a midfield at the moment. But I wanted to show you where this part, where this guy's value is going to lie, and this graph really shows it. You know, if we want more creativity within the team, Jacob Ramsey or a a John McGinn playing out wide, being usurped by somebody like a Pedro Gonzalez will bring us more creativity. He's a more naturally creative player. He's not a combative player. Well, it's not. Sorry, his numbers don't stack up to him being a combative player. But I think we need that more that creativity more than we would need. Uh, the, we uh, we need that creativity more in certain games because if you see when games don't go our way, we we fail to create chances. Yes, we're scoring in every game under Unai Emery, but in some games we're not creating a ton a ton of chances. This guy comes in and does this. Also. Another position that this guy could come in and play is that that kind of player that plays off an Ollie Watkins type. Now, we play with two up front. We're categorizing it as two up front. Buendia is playing in that position. Coutinho is playing in that position as well, behind or beside a, an, an Ollie Watkins. Pedro Gonzalez, with his movement here, would be absolutely fantastic in that position too. Maybe that's something that we may look at as well. We don't have any statistics in that, but this guy's shooting and and... Attacking statistics are off the charts. They're really, really good, albeit in the Portuguese league. But they stack up far and away better than any player we have in the team at this moment in time. And I think that's something that we need to take into account. Villa are going to be hot and hard on the um, on the attacking buzz, I think, over the course of this, this, uh, this summer transfer window. I think we will see reinforcements in, in defence as well. I think we'll be busy in the transfer window. And somebody like a Pedro Gonzalez is definitely... Definitely somebody we should be looking at. He's well known around Europe. He's got a very high profile and um, he's doing some really, really good stuff in Portugal at the moment. So I hope you enjoyed this. A little bit of a little bit of stardust this guy could bring to the Premier League. And I hope you guys enjoyed this because, as I say, he's somebody that uh, is exciting to watch. I would implore you all to go and watch um, him wherever you can. Uh, find any clips of him and you'll see what uh, hopefully you will agree with my uh, synopsis of him. Um, really appreciate everything you do for the podcast. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. If you do like this or for watching as well, if you do like this, please give it a thumbs up on YouTube. Even if you're not an audio podcast guy, I would really, really, really appreciate if you guys could subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on any podcast network that you or any podcast um, provider that you use. We are part of the Sports Social Podcast Network as well. If you're interested in any other uh, sporting 
podcasts to do with Formula One or anything like that. I know Formula One's uh, on the tip of everyone's tongue at the moment because the season has just started. Please check out the Sports Social Podcast Network. And while you're there as well, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You may never even need to listen to it, but we would appreciate it if you subscribe there. Some of our podcasts will be audio only if in the event that we cannot get vid- uh, video coverage out there. So we would really, really appreciate that. So thanks very much, everybody, for your time today. I hope you stay safe. I hope you stay healthy. And until next time, all that's left to say is up to Villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.